Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal, and our podcast is brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. This week, we bring back one of the Combat Hour OGs, the Menifee maniac, Fernando Gonzalez, right in front of the cage uh, as he prepares for his uh, next bout on August 28th. Uh, Menifee maniac, what's going on, brother? Uh, nothing much, man. Just getting done with some rounds, and uh, actually, the guys are in here still sparring. I'm in the cage right now, and uh, they're getting their work in while we're, while we're doing this interview. That's crazy. Uh, so I don't know how much time you have, but uh, it looks like you got a fight coming up uh, August 28th. Um, I know this is this is the second time you've been able to compete since the whole pandemic started. Is that right? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been rough, you know, I mean, we haven't been able to fight or anything, but, uh, I just had my fight recently, uh, it's in like two years against, uh, Ty Freeman and, uh, it went well, you know, I got a, uh, third round stoppage, uh, 14 seconds into the, the third round. Uh, so it was, it was a great fight, great comeback fight. And, uh, this is my second fight of the year and uh, I'm ready to go. So. I'm looking forward to this fight and, and putting on the show. Is uh, is this fight coming up with the same organization, or is it just another company from Arkansas? Or in Arkansas? Um, it's breaking up. I'm sorry. It's, I couldn't hear that. Is this the same organization that you fought with prior, or is this a different one? It's the same show. It's uh, it used to be Cali Cage Wars. Uh, they they switched it to J Street Fights uh, for the show that they were throwing the first one. It's uh, West uh, or Northwest Fighting Alliance. Name of the show now. Um, so I think they've just been upping their venue, and and that's the the name that they settled on. So how does it feel to be back, uh, you know, fighting again and with everything going on? Can you just take us through what happened with you while the, everything was going on, not being able to compete? Sorry, I'm uh, fixing something real quick. <laughs> Hopefully this will... um, there he goes. Is that better? Yeah, I can hear you now. Are you, are, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I can, I can hear you guys good now. Okay, right. Ed, why don't you go with that question again, see if you can get the right. I don't know if you heard my question, but it, I was just wondering, the downtime with everything going on, like, just can you just talk to us? Because you've been on the show a couple of times, and we haven't really had a chance to, to catch up, so can you just uh, catch us up to, like, how you handled everything up until you're able to start fighting again? Uh, you know, just being a martial artist, I guess um, – you, you know, you're up up and downs. We have a couple of fights here that got lined up. And then I think it was like five fights maybe that I had that I don't know if they even got the name, but they were like, oh, possibly this guy and they would fall through. So um, after a little while, it was just more about getting better as a martial artist and, and um, just doing it because I love it. And, and regardless, I was in here every day. So. I was just trying to get better, and um, yeah, after the two years, it was definitely uh, definitely worth it to get in there and fight. 
I think it was like Sam Alvey went through like three camps. Um, I think it was even before uh, Dominic Reyes fought uh, John Jones. So it was like two, three fights prior to that. That was I was in camps with uh, helping guys get ready. So it was a uh, it was a long time, and and last fight was definitely worth uh, worth the wait. And uh, I'm ready to keep going and, and steamroll through this year. So. Um, as uh, as Zadea Parker is uh, is my next uh, next guy up, and um, I'm getting ready for him. Is this also at 185? Uh, it was at 85. Uh, we I had it scheduled to 195 for this one. Um, I just you know the cuts are hard, getting harder, but we actually got sick for a little bit, so um, kind of slowed down training. But uh, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure you know I was. Uh, healthy for the fight they agreed to it we're a month out from the fight so they were they were happy with it and we're good so 195 is this next fight did um was uh so you you use your contract with aca did that expire is that moved on or did that just kind of get put on hold with the travel restrictions uh no it, it expired um i we finished our fight with them um, then after that, I was just, I was kind of burned out of traveling a little bit. So I was more trying to stay in the States kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's the fights out there are fun, but it's kind of hard for anybody to get to watch them. So a lot of my fan base and stuff like that was kind of uh, dying down. So I was like, I better give, give my fans, uh, some fights locally, you know, so, uh, family, friends and stuff like that, that, that love to come out and watch me fight they're able to again so that was mostly the main reason and i get to stay closer to home yeah i uh you just mentioned burnout and stuff like that so i'm wondering with uh with the time the time that it was hard to train in the camps that you were helping out other fighters camps i'm wondering uh the did the town downtime or somewhat downtime for you do you any good as far as like your rest do you feel like you your fight better now uh let injuries recover and things like that as far as recovery, uh, a lot better, but um, uh, the burnout still kind of, you have to give yourself time, like a day or two, three days a week, maybe even off, just to make sure that you get the, the juices flowing again. Uh, because, I mean, that many camps, um, even though I wasn't fighting, I was helping everybody get ready. So, like I said, Sam Sam Alvey fought three times. Um, I, Reyes, I, th- I think he fought twice. Or three times as well, and uh, and plus the other guys that are in the room, uh, Jared Van Vandera fought two or three times. Uh, so there's a lot of camps that where I was in, uh, big guys, you know. So um, after a while, you start to get burned out a little bit. So I just made sure I gave myself a like a good week or you know a couple of days off to make sure that uh, I felt good again uh, to to start sparring and, and training. You know, I don't know if you saw the news from over the weekend. Uh, I went to the Cage Warriors event down in San Diego. Right now, we don't have a lot of uh, San Diego kind of Temecula-based uh, events right now like we used to in, in when you came up. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. saw, but they're planning on doing six events a year at Humphreys now. Um, so uh, that might be something to, that you and your team could uh, – I mean, I think it would be great to get into that. And looks like they're trying to put a U.S. team together to go to London and fight all their fighters. So it uh, could be a, a cool situation to open up because uh, we don't we don't have a lot down here anymore. There was a day yeah, – no, it seemed crazy. like we had so much. 
Well, I mean, we definitely have the talent. You know, there's so many guys. Uh, but I think it's just the commissions. You know, it's really hard to kind of pay the commission that much money and still be able to pay the fighters. So I, I think that's the biggest problem that we're running into right now. But, uh, I mean, for these guys to be able to do that for us, that's kind of – that's great, uh, you know, if we can get on the cards. but Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I put my name in when, when they first announced it. Uh, but, you know, they didn't, get, they didn't get back to me, so keep moving, you know, keep training. And uh, I got this fight, so right now this, this is the one that I have in mind. And hopefully down the line I, I'll be able to fight with those guys and bring something closer to home, you know. So, uh, like I said, my fan base is, is in California. So if I can bring, bring uh, 100-plus, 200 people there, it would be great, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so they just had – they just had Bellator in California, the Cage Warriors that Matt just mentioned, and yeah. uh, I, this coming weekend, uh, there's Lights Out Extreme. Uh, uh, is the Sean Merriman's promotion is returning? Um, yeah. It's another opportunity for you. It just seems like combat sports hasn't really, uh, if anything, it, it, of all the sports, it didn't suffer as much as other sports did with everything that just went on. So I'm yeah. wondering, in your eyes, does it seem like there's more opportunity now versus two years ago? Um, like, you know, again, it, it's really, there's a lot more opportunity, but it's also who, you know, like you have to have the right managers, the right management, um, or just know the right people. Cause it's not that easy to get on, on some of these cards, but, uh, um, you know, I, I think if you, you have the right people backing you or kind of making those calls for you, then, uh, then it's not too difficult, but, uh, you know, I've always kind of done things on my own, so management-wise, it's it's kind of been me on my own. So it's not very it's not very easy to get a fight unless uh, I have the right numbers, you know. So that's kind of the thing that I'm running into right now is that now that I want to manage myself a little more, it's I need to have the the right the right contacts, I guess. Absolutely. So how many of you guys from the gym there are going out to these fights? Is, is Jesse Taylor still training with you guys? Is he is he on the card fighting Seth Bozinski? Is that fight holding up? Do you know? As far as I know, yeah, he's he's training. Um, he's he's out uh, in a uh, Poway area. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've, you know, bullshitted back and forth saying that we're going to train together for this one. But we still haven't. But uh, and he's he's a longtime uh, friend and training partner. So he's, he's family. So anytime we get together, it's going to. It's going to be uh, <laughs> rough, but fun, you know. <laughs> so with the, uh, I mentioned that Lights Out show that's coming, that's this weekend. That's their first event back after everything going on. And I spoke with Berryman, who said he wants to sign more talent because he wants to put on more shows. Has, yeah. ha, have you been in touch with any of those, those people at all? Uh, I, like I said, I haven't right now. Just I, I've been more focused on this fight since I, I already have this one signed. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I definitely would uh, – like I said, I'm from Cali, so the more I can fight in California, the, the better it's going to be for me. I get to have my fans and, and friends come out and watch me. So uh, it's definitely something I'm, something that I'm interested in. I just uh, – right now, my, my main focus is, is Sadia Parker right now. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. You, you looked, you, you know, looking at you, you've been around a long time. You're coming up on your 18th, your anniversary of your 18th year of fighting, uh, yeah. you know, at least as a professional, I'm sure you had some stuff maybe prior to that, but you debuted at WEC eight uh, in, in 2003 uh, on a card with a bunch of other big names in the MMA world. 
Uh, I know it's probably going to be impossible over that time, but we've had you on the show and I've never really asked you. Is there a moment that stands out in your career right now uh, as like when you when you think about your career, you were to tell anybody about your career, or write a story. Is there a pinnacle right now? Not not looking into the future, but have you you've dealt with right now? Is there a moment you look back and it it just always makes you smile and it's something that jumps to the top of your head? Uh, definitely the Parisian fight. Uh, that was one that I was I was since I was in uh, King of the Cage Gladiator Challenge, and I felt disrespected by him. Um, was one of the goals that I had set for for myself to make sure that I, I was in it long enough to get to him and, and to knock him out. And uh, that was the one that got me, you know, the, the, the most. Um, but as, as far as the overall martial arts, just more recently, um, one of my students that I, I was training for a long time, uh, Luis, um, he's over at Cobra Kai with, with Joe Stevenson. Uh, Joe's, Joe was um, supposed to be cornering us and everything, but – uh, they pushed back Sam Alvey's fight to a month. So he'll be cornering Sam. And Luis, who I used to train, he's one of my students, will be cornering me for uh, and being my cornerman for my fight. So um, it's just kind of kind of crazy that, you know, fighting and starting as, as long as when I did, he came up under me training or training with us at Team Quest. And now he's he's one of my cornermen. Uh, uh, so it's kind of cool. It's, uh, I mean... I mean, we do that, I guess, a lot, but uh, never in that sequence where it's it's an actual uh, student of mine that that be working with me like this. So it's kind of cool, and uh, and I'm loving it that I'm still in, and I'm still you know wanting to fight. Outstanding. Yeah, that's a great story. I mean, that's that's actually it's cool. My something my instructor was saying something, you know, uh, with the way martial arts now, it's not now you're just teaching your students to eventually be able to beat you but yeah. uh but um so with the fight you, you got coming up um what do you know about your opponent what can you tell us about him like as far as like uh how you match up against him uh we're, we're actually very similar build uh he's five nine i'm five nine uh he's righty i'm a lefty so it's a it's mirror image um and he likes the box so i'm a box i'm i'm primarily a boxer where i started with boxing so uh, I see a lot of hands in this fight. Um, obviously, I, I've mixed it up with my kickboxing and and my uh, jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. So it's always something that I have, you know, to fall back on if I need to. But um, I love to stand. So him being a striker and me being a striker, I think it's it's going to make it exciting. And then we're co-main event. So I definitely want to put on a show before that, before Jesse goes out there and gets his win. Is uh, what, what's the, what's the world like out there in Arkansas? A little, little different than than Menifee around here. Do you do you do you enjoy that part of the country now? That you, was that your first time there? It was. You know, it was kind of it was very similar to uh, Oklahoma. I think they're actually next to each other where we were at. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love I loved it. I, I'm I'm kind of more of a spiritual, I guess, a fighter. So uh, you know, I sage my you know I sage myself and cleanse my spirit before I go out and, and say my prayers. And, you know, obviously for, for him and myself to walk in and out of there safely, but uh, obviously to, for me to get the win, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm very, I very like, I like to clear my energy. So for me, it's, it's very green, very quiet. And uh, it's a good environment for me to fight. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Well, I mean, like you said, it's nice. It's nice not to have to travel so much too to to 
to get to the fights uh, these days. Um, yeah, I- been maybe maybe uh, I think it was maybe seven to twelve hours or something like that. Where I was doing like seventeen, nineteen hours, and it's a long time to be in a plane. Heck yeah. Especially yeah. And, and then fight after all, all of yeah. that. I mean, it's got to be uh, tiring. So I'm glad you're at least able to fight back home. Um, yeah. one, one question I got for you. <clears throat> Bellator, you, you spent a lot of time when you fought at Bellator. You, get, you actually beat a lot of their names. And now they have a ranking system. So I, I was just wondering when that came out and you saw where guys were ranked, where, did, did you have any feelings about it? Or what was did you have an opinion on it at all? Or were you just focused on your own thing? Um, not, not really. I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, I, I think their, their rankings is kind of, it's just, I mean, it's good, but it's, it's maybe a top fives, you know, uh, I would say is, is what they, as far as rankings go, but, um, I don't know if I, if I was in it, I would say maybe three or second, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I fought with those guys, so yeah, yeah. I just, I just think uh, I'd still beat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, was there? You know, you had your two year layoff. Um, you you had your last fight. You got the TKO, the finish, in the, or the knockout in the th- early in the third round. Was there anything in that fight that uh, you came back to the drawing board and said I need to work on, or anything you felt like had you had slowed down or missed a step uh, after your two year layoff? Um, the two year layoff, I, I think it was there, you know, uh, you get that. I mean, some people say they don't get jitters. Um, I definitely do. My timing was off a little bit. Um, it didn't help that the, the cage was super small. You know, I threw maybe a, a jab cross and he was on me. He had already shot. And he was on my legs, but, uh, I mean, it made the fight exciting cause I also made the cage closer. So I was able to get to the cage. Um, he was, he was actually really smart. He was knee riding me and uh, trying to play that game. Um, but, you know, I, like you said, I've been in this sport a long time. So most of the guys that try to beat me is by trying to hold me down. Mm. So they, they I, I kind of already had a game plan for him if he was going to do that. And uh, it worked out. You know, it was uh, first and second round. It's, it's still a gamble because, you know, obviously I'm losing on points if, if he would have got that third takedown chances are he, he probably could have won, you know? So I had to play that, the, the fight game, my game, where I got to wear him out if they try to take me down or hold me and uh, break him down enough so that way in that third round I could finish him. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I was breaking him down. He was really trying to hold me down so he couldn't really hit me. And uh, I just left him open for me to be able to land and, and him not be able to. Um, so it was his sacrifice to hold me there or to let me go and get up, but he, he didn't want to strike. So, <laughs> and then you know, obviously third round. So I was, I was he, he proved me right. <laughs> is there, is there anything about like, uh, you just mentioned how, how, uh, he tried to hold you down. Do you ever think that because of, of the experience you have in this sport that folks maybe, um, I don't want to say already know your game plan, but, you know, like, like, do you think there's any predictability that you're bringing against uh, opponents like you have coming up uh, on the 28th? Uh, for sure. I'm, I'm a striker, you know. So um, the thing is, is it, if I'm striking and I open up, this is this the like a problem I have with MMA. But mm-hmm. the reason that I love it is because 
if I just go out there and I fight my fight or I'm striking, I don't care if they take me down. It makes the, the fight exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might take me down and hold me. But if he's holding me down and I'm outlanding him on bottom, yeah. in a real fight, I'm winning that fight. Yeah. In MMA, I'm losing the fight because he's holding me. Yeah. So that's the dilemma that I kind of have to go with. But know that if I continue to throw and land my strikes, more likely he's holding me and not throwing anything. I'm going to wear him out. And by the third round, I'm going to knock him out. Mm-hmm. So that's the game that I have to play in order for me to let my hands and feet go the way I need to, uh, to, to make it exciting, you know, to make it the, the fight that I trained for. It, and you'll see with other fighters that if they – fight too cautious yeah. they don't throw the strikes that they want and they get taken down anyway you know and and then they don't know how to fight on bottom so they're yeah. always just struggling to get back up struggling to get back up and against somebody like Khabib or those guys that wrestled all their lives you know someone like myself we're probably not gonna just get up that easy yeah you know you're gonna have to work your strikes break him down a little bit and, and you know Hopefully that you've had enough uh, ground experience with the wrestling and stuff like that to to be able to get up and, and continue to fight. Hmm. So that's kind of the, the the game that I go in there with. I know that if I put uh, obviously with Team Quest, we have high level wrestlers yeah. that if I get these guys putting pressure on me, putting pressure on me, 15, 25 minutes straight, that or 30 minutes straight in the fight, that's a 25 minute fight or 15 minutes. I'll be able to get up and be able to finish. And um, that's kind of the game plan that I go with. So I don't I don't take away from my fight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. And uh, it's shitty that they, they judge the fights that way. Yeah. I think it should be an overall. Yeah. If you're holding him down, you're not landing anything, then the takedown shouldn't count more than a jab or a jab cross. It just went from a standing position to a, a ground position. We learn MMA. We learn jiu-jitsu. We learn strikes for a reason you know so we can actually fight on bottom yeah and, and i think they watering they're watering down the sport by every single time they get a takedown they're automatically winning and uh i think they they take away from us as fighters and being able to show the things that we can do by by implementing the the rules that way i think that's slowly starting to change for the better um oh, bellator yeah. bellator this past weekend had a couple fights uh where they gave some rounds to the guy that was getting taken down and, uh, and, and it seems to be shifting for the better. So it's not just that rare occasion where it's a, a you know, a, a gay guard, you know, Musasi or something like that, who, who beat the hell out even, of somebody. Uh, even UFC had a couple of those calls. I yeah. don't know if you saw that. They were co- commentating on that uh, Cormier and uh-huh. they were like, uh, Oh, I don't know about this call. And I was like, it, it kind of like, I could see where, when you're used to going round for round, but when you were watching the fight, they were kind of judging the fight in the overall. Yeah. Like who was exhausted at the very last round, who was doing the most, who was pushing to get that last round win. The first two rounds were almost like washed out. And the third round was the most important. And I think that 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 really should be what fighting is. If we have 15 minutes, then judge the whole the whole fight, not just round for round for round, you know, because – I mean, the guy might be good, but if he's got heart and he made yeah. it to the third and, you know, you're at – it could be a 10-8 round and you got a draw, you, you probably should have won, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, in your opinion, I mean, because a lot of – I was actually going to bring that up too. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, 
how do you how do we how do we fix it? Like, how do we educate the judges better? Do they need to come from uh, fighting themselves? How do we fix it? I would I would think so. Like I would say, like a Chuck Liddell, he's a stand up and ground guy. Because uh, right right now, even even um, when they commentate, it's mostly ground fighters commentating uh, on striking. You know, uh, so then then they're more biased on a certain situation. Uh, Boss Rutten, uh, he's a striker who does both. You know, uh, who's done both. So uh, that's another another uh, good uh, judge. How about Dan uh, Henderson? <laughs> you know, same same thing with Dan. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he'd be into it. You know, but uh, but I think Dan, you know, he'll, he might favor wrestling a little more. But but uh, no, nah, I mean, he's a straight. He likes to bang too. So I think he's a little more fair and, and more open. But um, you know, like like I said, it's more it's more on um, not judging the takedown so much. At, um, unless they're actually doing work with it. You know, Khabib takes you down and he's beating your ass. You know, he's punching you, making you turn position to, so he can choke you out. So that style of fighting, that, that makes sense. That that guy's winning because he's fighting. But uh, you get guys that take you down and they're just holding. And, you know, they probably lost four minutes out of that round. Mm-hmm. And then they got one takedown and they won the round. So things like that, I think, is what needs to change. Um, I don't think that that's fair. You know, if, if one guy's winning striking and even though they were, you know, he didn't knock him out, he's clearly winning the striking. The other guy got one takedown and that's what changed the whole dynamic of the fight. Supposedly. Yeah. He did nothing with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. It's just, it's funny that you bring that up because that was a hot topic for at least a, a day or two after the, the UFC event you're referring to. So I'm glad you, it's nice to hear fighters like yourself, like Chris Lieben, I know is an official now. He's talking yeah. about doing some judging, and he's got a striking base. So it's kind of like it's I, I don't know how long it's going to take to get more more people that are seasoned in the sport because the sport's yeah. still young. Yeah, Frank Shamrock, you know those guys are all well-rounded guys, but I think they would be great at 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 that, you know. Um, but we definitely need MMA guys, you know, because um, I mean, I, I obviously this is my fight, but. Like uh, every time I fight a striker, I'm a striker. I grew up boxing all my life, you know. So instinctively, if the guy's taller, they're like, he needs to go inside. He needs to go inside. And they they automatically start marking me as losing the fight because I'm not walking in. Have you seen most of these shorter fighters that walk in on top fighters? They get knocked out (laughs) because they don't know how to fight from the outside. Uh They need to know. they They need to know how to box in and out movement. That's what striking is. That's what boxing is. Boxing's from the outside. You know, that pressure style fighting of a Mexican style, that's more of the brawling style uh, in boxing. It's more of a brawling style, get in, you know, pressure. Boxing is your outside movement, footwork. So that's the actual boxing, you know. So I grew up boxing and, and learning that style as well. So I can fight a tall guy. I, am I more in danger? Yes. But if you're comfortable fighting there, then you're really not in danger if you know how to fight there. And that's the problem when I what I run into with some of these commentators. They're automatically giving me a loss because I'm not walking in. So fans are hearing this like, oh, he's not walking in. He's automatically losing. And that's a problem because it's like, no, I can strike from the outside. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what? these guys aren't even landing. I'm landing, I'm landing them, getting in, yeah. getting out. And they're saying I'm losing because I'm shorter. 
one more quick little topic then before while I got you here. That's been a hot topic on our show and, and, and around some of the fight world. Open scoring. As a fighter, uh, we've had uh, most people have been really pro open scoring. Uh, what's your opinion on knowing what the score is going into the each round of the fight? I mean, it's good and bad. Um, for the fighter, I guess it's good because it's like you know you're you're winning or losing, so it's it, you better go after it if you if they let you know that you're losing. Uh, so in that sense, it's good, uh, but it also could be like I said, you're. You probably won four minutes out of the round. They took you down for one minute. And now, you know, uh, fighting is emotional, you know, so you don't know if uh, that's going to throw a fighter off, you know. If yeah. he thinks he's up two rounds, now all of a sudden he has to rush to, to win the fight and uh, he, he could possibly get knocked out. So I don't know. It, it all depends. Um, for me, I, I would – I would probably want to know. <laughs> I would want to know just uh, – but I'm always in that boat anyway, so it's kind of like I always know. You know? <laughs> so it's just the way it goes, I guess. So real quick, uh, where can we watch August 28th? I mean, how do we get a – outside of going to the website, which I just – I entered it while you were uh, finishing up there, um, nwfamma.com. Um, uh, is it streaming anywhere? How can we watch the fight if we can't get to the venue? Um, uh, you can go to uh, Northwest Fighting Alliance uh, website, and uh, they'll have their their uh, link up for uh, for the uh, pay per view. Nice. Awesome. Do you have any sponsors you want to throw out real quick for your upcoming fight? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, um, Trident uh, Fight Gear. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're they're. I'm in here right now getting that working and. Uh, They've been helping me out a lot. Um, Team Quest, uh, CVAC, uh, as far as the plastering, um, my my buddy's construction company, uh, and uh, R and R uh, roofing, and R and R heating and cooling. They're uh, they've been helping me out, sponsoring me, getting me ready for this fight, or allowing me to stay in the gym so I can get ready for the fight. So, uh, thank you guys, and um, you know, hopefully, I didn't miss anybody, and. Uh, um, I'm getting ready for this fight, so I'm, I'm going to put on a show for everybody. Well, we definitely look forward to it. That's August 28th for the Northwest Fighting Alliance in Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, on, a, on a card that looks like a, a nice little uh, Saturday afternoon card. So, uh, fans, definitely check that out. Follow Fernando Gonzalez on, on Instagram or Twitter to uh, keep updated on uh, everything he's got going on. Uh, follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Ed at Carbazal on Twitter. Car... Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Oldhead Carb on Twitch, and always check us out at allaccessmma.com as Fernando gives us an inside look of the Dan Henderson training facility out there in good old my hometown, Temecula, California. Real quick, Fernando, where, where do folks follow you at? At Menifee Maniac uh, on Twitter, or sorry, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Menifee Maniac. So we're in, the, we're in the cage right now getting, getting it in. All right, awesome. cool. Enjoy All your right. workout, sir. Good luck to you. Appreciate Thanks, your time, thank Fernando. You Have a good All night. Right, thank you, guys. Bye. Uh -huh. Bye. Hey, guys. Ed here. 
East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.